Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Norhadi House and today we have a very special guest, uh, Valkin, a logistic and shipping expert. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Valkin. It's uh, great to have you on the show. Yeah, th- thank you very much, Norhadi. It's my pleasure to be here. I know I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your subscribers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about the logistic infrastructure in Indonesia and Southeast Asia. Right. But before we get started, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your professional background? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, well, basically, you know, I've been in the industry since 1998. Uh, I started off as a management trainee in the Merck Group, which is one of the leading container shipping and logistics companies in the world. Uh, based in Denmark. So I was a management trainee and through them I was working in India and then China and then finally I came over into Indonesia. So you know, I've been in Indonesia now since 2005 uh, log- in the logistics space and you know, I've also then done work with companies like Accenture, uh, consulting for them and I've uh, done bulk shipments, I've done you know, bulk logistics and uh, I've also gone back into the shipping side. So I was an advisor with Sinarmas Group for their logistic shipping. And you know, right now I'm working with a number of companies, including PSA, the Port of Singapore, as their advisor for Indonesia. So you know, my my focus is on how to uh, help private companies, especially foreign companies, with their uh, aspirations on the logistics space in Indonesia. So yeah, that's the you know that's in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm more or less the bridge between, uh, you know, the private sector and government sector in the logistics space, wherever the opportunity arises. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, in the context of globalization and Asian economic uh, community era, Falcon, the competitiveness yeah. of Indonesian's industry is facing more severe challenges, yeah. right? And, right? And it's it is partly due to the performance of logistic infrastructure. So, what is your take on this? Well, look, you know, honestly speaking, our uh, our log- it's in some ways it's of course because we are a Nusantara and archipelago, right? So it makes things a bit complex, but it's not only that. You know, if you see our logistics costs, it's somewhere World Bank says around twenty five percent to GDP, which is almost double of everyone else in ASEAN. Yeah, I mean Singapore, of course, is a class apart, but that's a different reason. But you know, even if you see Malaysia, Thailand, Vietnam, they are all in the mid teens. So here almost double. So that's a, that's a direct impact on our ability to sell goods. You see, right? Um, now I think the issue on it is also because you know we have uh, we have not really developed our logistics infrastructure very well. Um, it, we are behind most of the countries in ASEAN and in Asia in terms of privatizing or bringing in private sector to make the logistics infrastructure better. So that actually is the real issue, you know. And uh, you know, during this call, I would like to highlight some of the issues and also speak about, you know, where I think the government is kind of on track. Something is better, but still, it's you know, it's a bit. We're we're at least twenty years behind, I think. Mm-hmm. 
And the other hand, the government of Indonesia has taken initiative by launching a few projects such as a policy program integrated with the construction of the logistic infrastructure. So do you think that we are moving in the right directions? And as a practitioner in this space for many years, what is your thought? Well, honestly speaking, I, the maritime toll project sounds good as a concept, but you know, I don't think it in, its, in itself it's having the right impact right now. You know, mm-hmm. because it is, you know, it's it's theoretically good, but I think the real issue is to unlock the existing uh, infrastructure. You know, so one of the good things, of course, recently is that they've added a lot of good roads, right, toll roads. So that actually helps in some ways. But I think uh, our existing port, airport, and uh, rail logistics really can needs a much more focus. You know, so the maritime toll itself sounds good, but I think the real areas to unlock our, uh, as I, I'll say again, ports, airports and uh, the rail. This is another very, very important question. What is the ideal logistic infrastructure in, in your personal view? Um, okay, I mean, to be very frank here, the ideal logistics infrastructure over here, we would actually need to uh, start integrating. Uh, I think we need to get more private sector involved in, our, in, in, in the port, airport and uh, rail segment. Yeah, state-owned enterprises are not capable. We've got some main professionals in the state-owned enterprise, but it's about it's about tapping capital. You know, we don't want to have a debt burden on the state-owned enterprises, and then we also miss out on practices. You know, so the ideal logistics infrastructure involves bringing best practitioners from the world and giving them the right uh, portfolio projects with uh, state-owned enterprises here in the right way which is beneficial to all parties, you know, so uh, that would help. And, uh, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can look at what countries like uh, India has done, countries like China, even mm-hmm. you know, Turkey, Brazil. So it's not like, you know, something that has never been done in the world, you know. So I think the ideal logistics infrastructure would involve bringing in the big boys and making them comfortable and making us comfortable with them and then integrating the projects, you know, where then we can actually have uh, seamless, transportation between uh, between the ports, airports, and the rail connecting across Java and Sumatra to begin with, because that would at least cover up for almost 70 to 80% of our uh, economy, you know, and then that will unlock a lot of the value for mm-hmm. our exports and imports. As a consultant where you have successfully managed a project in the logistics and shipping, right, of course, uh, could you please share some success story with us where the infrastructure is managed well and logistics is finally given a significant contribution to the economy? Well, I mean, the only, you know, it's still work in progress, unfortunately, but what we can see is that, you know, we've, uh, on, the, on the shipping side, Specifically, yeah. the government mm-hmm. has allowed a lot of private sector growth, and that's where you know, with one of my private com- with one of my clients, we actually managed to uh, bring in ships from the private sector to assist with the with the, one of the government companies to uh, help the export uh, shipments out of Kalimantan. So, with that, what happened was it unlocked uh, some cost issues, and it helped the ships, the export ships, move faster. Yeah. So, you know, everyone was happy. So it, you know, made that product move better. So that was actually one of the wins. And, you know, it took a lot of effort because you know, the mindset was that you must always use the ships that the government already had in place. But that was creating bottlenecks because they weren't enough and they were not, they were a bit old. So, you know, convincing them took some time. But once it worked, everyone was happy with it. So that, I must say, you know, and it, it, took, uh, it took a year or so to get that done. 
but once it worked it actually improved and has now been replicated in other parts of the country as well so uh, that was a very good win um besides that we have of course been you know we are still working on a few things now with other clients on ports and airports but uh, those are still work in progress because you know the policies are so need to get clear in terms of how the private sector can come in the bidding so you know how those mechanisms will be so you know there's a lot of uh, back and forth which is uh, creating delays mm-hmm. interesting okay velgin uh before we finish the conversation today is do you have any other critics way that you like to share with our listener yes for sure you know look honestly speaking you know i'll just go back to my anal- analogy right uh, you see what's happened you know uh, india in 20 25 years ago india logistics was very bad you know i use them as a specific example because you know, it's very comparable with indonesia both are big countries with uh, and both are democracies right yeah. so it helps it, it helps and uh, what and 25 years ago everything was being done by the government mm. you know and so suddenly the government changed in terms of you know they allowed private sector to come in and it revolutionized everything so now if you see our airports and ports they're already they've gone from zero into the top 5 top 10 in in the world you know delhi hyderabad bangalore mumbai airports and you know all the ports across the country as well we have allowed you know we brought in people like psa dubai ports they've all gone into india and even the airports are uh, being run you know with a lot of the global names coming in to operate it and make it more efficient and even the rail side we have allowed private participation on the logistics sector you know and what this has done is it's supposed to create competition and created efficiencies and you know you can see the indian success story in the last 20 years right uh, the economy has boomed and it's continuing to grow so my view is you know we need to actually replicate what someone like india has done over here mm. and that will see it, it will create big impact we will see people like amazon uh, and you know alibaba also then growing over here if you see you know been on e-commerce while we the biggest market amazon and alibaba still have their main bcs supplying indonesia from overseas you know not they don't have their own big bases out here yet and that's something that could change if we actually you know show them that our infrastructure logistics infrastructure is now world class and uh, there are enough of companies overseas who are willing to come into indonesia at the moment they see that you know uh, there are opportunities and they're willing to give these key projects to the private sector to work together you know because remember we are not giving away our country's assets we are only improving them so you know that's a it's a very important point because people will say that you know you cannot give away assets so and that, that's not the case you know you can imagine that you no know, countries like india china are not giving away the assets and they privatize it. just proving it you know so you know government now with the government has launched the sovereign wealth fund if you heard of it recently you know hadi ina ina oh i yes you know yes. so ina is a good concept and we'll have to see how i've you know i've uh, they're very very professional team amazing professionals and the concept linked to the omnibus i think to omnibus number 10 rule number 10 which has 18 sub clauses that one gives the sovereign wealth fund room and latitude to actually work on certain key projects even in logistics where then they can go and get private sector investors and operators to work with them to take those projects so the concept sounds great but remember it's only been launched like a few months ago right so it's not yet proven but it's a step in the right direction uh if as long as it's kept simple and transparent and quick it will work and i don't say things you know this is not a pipe dream 
if you know other complex countries have done it so we can also do the same mm. you know, so yeah um you know my parting comment to you would be that some of the key projects that need to happen in the future yeah. is you know we need to get jakarta cargo village uh, going grow it in the airport in jakarta airport we need to do same beans for by airport uh, we need to unlock the potential of batam which has been dormant for 20 years you know batam should have been the next uh, tanjung kalapas you know like what mm. happened in malaysia tanjung kalapas adds around 1% to one gdp and it was successfully launched 20 years ago that should have been batam's uh, story and i think you know it's not too, it's late but it's too late. Uh, hopefully that will also grow and we need to also fix some of our mega projects which are uh, struggling kuala tanjung uh, kartajati airport as well as you know make to patim patimban is a success so you know a lot, a lot of things uh, the list can go on and on <laughs> but i know we have a time constraint so you know and these are these are active projects where me and many other people from the, all sides are working to try to make it better so there is a lot of progress but it's uh, you know as i said in the beginning we are we are we're kind of late behind these other com- countries in the region interesting all right uh, velgin actually i still have a couple of questions but we are, are in, we are running out of time so once again thank you so much for taking time with me today and i look forward to speaking with you at another time bye for now yeah thank you very much At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.